Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Jamie Evans. I'm Benton Hodges. We're the producers of Haunted, the audio drama. We hope that you've been enjoying the show and we encourage you to keep track of our goings on by following our social media accounts. We've got a growing fan community who enjoy sharing theories, fan art and generally discussing the show. Plus it's a great way for you to keep up with all the latest news about Haunted and our future projects. Follow us on Twitter at The Impala Films, on Instagram at Haunted Audio Drama, or one word, no capitals, or you can find us on Facebook at Impala Revolution. Enjoy the show and hungry for more? You can find us on Patreon at Impala Films, where you can donate to the show and get rewards such as early access to episodes and a behind-the-scenes podcast that goes through the myths and legends that inspired Haunted. Lastly, please consider leaving a review on your podcast app of choice. It really does help us reach more listeners. Thank you so much to every one of you for listening to our little show. It means so much to us. Yeah, the reception has totally blown us away. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Previously on Haunted. And you're sure that's her? Of course I'm sure. Lucy disappeared when exactly? Three years ago. 17th of June. The pier burnt down in the 50s. Its wreck has been left there since. They're trying to open a hotel out in the sticks and need a good way to market it. Well, we would argue sometimes. There were small, stupid things and, and Lucy would always cry and run to her room. That just means that a photo was taken on the day of the fire. Whether or not the missing girl appearing here is real, well, I don't know yet. Ah! Abigail! Abigail! They had all stayed here at this hotel. They were all missing, and they were all within the photo. Mr Hunter, what are you doing? Haunted, the audio drama. Episode 3. The Photograph Part 2 of 2 Written by Benton Hodges Mr Hunter, what are you doing? I was following a lead. I heard creaking in the attic. I didn't expect to find you here at this hour. Sorry, I couldn't sleep and a thought occurred to me. Did I wake you? It's all right. Did you find anything interesting? 
Nothing conclusive. Right. Well, I'm going back to bed. Try to keep the noise down, please. So all the missing people stayed at the hotel? Sort of. There have been missing people since the hotel shut down, and missing people during its time being open who never stayed there. Plus, there were plenty of people who stayed there and have not been reported missing. Well, not reported missing in this area. North Shore wouldn't be dealing with Essex or Sussex disappearances. True, but other police stations aren't as likely to cooperate. So why those seven? I don't know. Did you find anything on the computer? It's a laptop, not a... never mind. All of them disappeared before the internet was even invented. So, no luck? No luck. I've looked for a serial killer angle, but besides their location, there was no link between any of them. And it wouldn't explain what happened to Lucy or Dr Robson. It could be a really old serial killer. It'd probably be the same age as Mrs Parker. I doubt they could overpower Dr Robson and make him disappear without a trace. So, does that mean you're thinking supernatural? Not yet. So what else could it be? Kidnapper or, or a copycat? Oh, like the police wouldn't have found that. Fine. Unconnected disappearances, then. Apophenia, if you will. Oh, please. Nine people all disappearing from the same hotel is not unconnected. What more do you want? Bright neon signs saying ghosts did it? Why don't we ease off jumping to any conclusions? Why are you so hesitant to call it supernatural? In your books, you were way more fun. Can we not go down this road right now? I'm investigating the case. What more do you want? An open mind? Spare me. What you call an open mind, I call naivete. I only wish I knew that before I started writing those damn books. So you think we're just wasting our time? What about the signal? Inconclusive. Well, what if... Yeah, hold that thought. Hello? Hello, this is Dr Robson's assistant. Oh, hello. Good to hear from you. Yes, I'm so sorry this took so long. I only found your message yesterday. I've been swamped with all sorts of correspondence. Oh? Yeah, lots of sightings of Dr Robson. All hoaxes, it seems. As well as a few less than respectable messages about atheists getting what they deserve. One said that it was someone getting revenge for... I doubt that. It was a long time ago. Exactly. But I keep having to go back and forth with the police. I can imagine it's been a tough week. If it's not too much to ask with your workload and all... Oh, no, it's not too hard. The archivist you're looking for works for the North Shore paper. Dr Robson had been asking about the 1950s papers, it seemed. Could you pass me his number? Sure. Give me a second to find it. And these sightings, no credence in them whatsoever? The police say it's a common thing. Any of them stand out? Quite a few of them suggested trying the iron mine. The police don't check it because it's far too unstable. I can't imagine why Dr Robson would be there, especially when he had business in North Shore. Exactly. It's probably why the police didn't waste their time. Well, thank you for your time. You're welcome. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yes. Do you know why he went to this specific archivist? I believe Dr Robson had worked with them in the past. Something to do with hitchhikers in the area. Thank you. I'll have to call you back. What the hell's going on over there? I think it just collided with something. Look! Lifeboats are on their way. It might be worse than it looks. They're flashing that SOS pretty hard. Well, shouldn't we help them? What are you going to do? Swim out there and drag them back? That's what lifeboats are for. Wait, is that... is that smoke? Maybe engine troubles. Or a petrol leak. What was that? What was what? The flash. From behind us. 
I didn't see anything. Well, did you hear it? That loud click, like, like, a, like a flashbulb? I didn't hear anything, Abigail, except for those boats. I think someone just took our picture. Or theirs. Yeah, on the rocks, thanks. Just a water for me, please. So you spoke with the archivist? Briefly. What did you find out about the boat? You called it a petrol leak ignited. Anyone injured? One fisherman got pretty serious burns. He's been taken to North Shore Hospital. And what about your phantom candid shot? Anyone else see it? No one I could find. Shame. Anyway, what about the archivist? Anything interesting? It seems Dr Robson was curious about articles published within the late 40s to the early 50s. Do you know why? Sort of. Dr Robson didn't exactly specify why. Oh. But I did find a link to the notepad. T. Croft. You see it? The last name on the notepad? Yes. Editor-in-chief at the North Shore Gazette from 1941 to 1954. Turns out the Gazette was so small, though, that he wrote most of the articles himself. OK, well, the notepad specifies T. Croft with 1951, September 12. Yes. And guess what happened that day? Ugh, someone disappeared. The North Shore iron mine had a large cave-in. Thirteen miners were killed. Wow, really? Do they know why? Government investigators think that bombs dropped nearby during the Blitz might have caused structural damage that wasn't addressed over the years. Then on September 12th, 1951, they'd just opened a new cavern at the worst possible point. Terrible luck, it seems. OK, but what does that have to do with Porham and the disappearances? I don't know yet. I could try putting all those names through a search engine algorithm. Maybe couple it with newspapers, see if there's a theme. Sure. Do that. Oh, you don't think it's a good idea? No, I just don't know what any of it means. Well, hopefully it could narrow the search. Maybe all the names on this list are associated with newspapers. Could be. The archivist had sent me a scanned copy of the paper. I'll forward it to you now. God, that photo is haunting. Yes, it's unsettling. The miners were trapped behind that rubble for weeks before they starved. So they allowed the photographer into the mine? Photographers do all sorts of dangerous things to get the perfect shot. Like the ones that get shots of wars or volcanic eruptions. Seems crazy if you ask me. Who would willingly go into somewhere so claustrophobic and dangerous? Well, I'm very glad you said that. Because the mine is our next destination. I don't know why you won't play my mixtape. James Hunter speaking. Ah, James, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Have you had a chance to look at that symbol yet? Ah, oh, right to business. What's lit a fire under you, eh? Oh, sorry, Harry. I don't mean to rush you. Uh, it's just I might lose signal. We're out at the countryside at the moment. Right. I gave your symbols a look. The one on the photos on the pier, gibberish. It was composed with plenty of runes I haven't seen before. There were some... More recognisable symbols scattered throughout, though. Oh, really? Yes. At best, the symbols relate to judgement. In Norse, it would mean the judgement of a warrior's soul, whether they were worthy of entering Valhalla. There are also allusions to guilt. In fact, one of the symbols is close enough to the hieroglyphics of Thoth's soul scales. Like I said, it's crude. And what about the notepad? 
Ah, well, the notepad is actually far more interesting and incredibly ancient. Really? Well, not the notepad itself, of course, but the symbol drawn on the front is one of many ancient symbols of the Vagrant's Hex. The... the what? Well, it goes by hundreds of other names, Traveler's Curse, Wanderer's Pox, any combination of nouns that resemble someone who wanders and an affliction that taunts them. It just depends what dead language you're translating it from. The thing about curses that travel, they make it every mythology, but under hundreds of different names. So what is it? It's a curse placed upon travellers who leave woe behind them. Picture the mysterious guy at the end of the bar, who's left his tragic past behind him and only seems to find more tragedy ahead. In mythology, he's afflicted by the traveller's curse. Why he was afflicted, who knows? Maybe he stole something valuable and ran away from town. Perhaps running for a pregnancy out of wedlock. Or maybe he's a snake oil merchant who's conned the entire village. Either way, a scorned individual would seek out someone capable of placing curses so they would have the comfort of knowing the fleeing scumbag would have his just desserts. Hmm. Harry, you're a sceptical man. Why do you think someone would travel with that symbol on their notepad? Perhaps the owner of said notepad was prone to bad luck while travelling. Like he always forgot his passport when going to the airport. He heard about the curse and thought, maybe I have it. Like an inside joke to himself. Maybe. As for the first symbol, the, the one on the- Well ahead of you. I've sent it to a few peers. I'll leave a message with you if I get anything. Thank you, Harry. Not a problem. You owe me, though. Anything? Not particularly. The rune on the pier and the picture's either complete gibberish, supporting my hoax theory... Or... Or it's so ancient that even runic experts struggle to decipher it. Supporting my spooky ghost theory? Either way, this little excursion's likely to shed more light on the situation. How so? Well, it's one thing to draw on a photoshopped image and head down to your local pier in the dead of night to do some carvings. It's elaborate, but it's not far-fetched. But creeping into a dangerous, unstable mineshaft to place the same symbol... That takes real devotion to the grift. So, if you find that same symbol, you'll take this all seriously? How am I not taking this seriously? We're driving to a derelict mine in the middle of nowhere to look for a symbol. You have had one foot out the door this entire time and you know it. You aren't taking this seriously. If by serious you mean, will I think it's ghosts, then no. But I'll be happy to report the possible conspiracy to the police. <sighs> well, it's a start. Start to what? To opening your mind again. Why are you so desperate to make me believe in the supernatural? Making me believe in them won't make them real. It'll mean I'm just part of the same age-old delusion as you. I just think that if these things are real, then they truly are dangerous. Ghosts and demons and all those horror stories like The Signal. If they are all true, then someone needs to deal with them, right? Because they are credible threats. And treating them as real is the moral thing to do because we are helping people. And if it's just make-believe, then... Well, then at least we're trying to do the right thing. But if they aren't real, then you've just wasted your youth chasing fairy tales. I can't take those odds anymore. Well, fine. Just do me one favour, please. Let me hear it first. Well, just pretend. Hypothetically, for one second that the supernatural stuff is 100% real. And no one takes it seriously. All this evil shit is just lurking in the shadows, ready to destroy everything we love because no one is there to stand up against it, because we've all just got so bloody cynical. And after all the demons rise up and storm the earth, well, after all that horror, in the afterlife, how would you feel? Oh, do I really... Just humour me. Fine. 
I guess I would regret not believing it or not doing anything. And if you hypothetically, let's say, suddenly went missing and appeared in a creepy photo, what would you want? To be saved, I guess. But this is hypothetical. See? A little bit of empathy is all you need. <sighs> wow. Never thought I'd miss the death metal. <laughs> Stop being snarky and check the map. Oh, I hate these country roads. They all look the bloody same. Well, the compass isn't too happy, so we must be near. No, I meant check your phone, not the compass. I lost signal a few minutes ago. GPS, too. Oh, I really don't like this. Which part? The vast isolation or the deadly mine? Both. Well, book up. We're here now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The sight of a lethal accident is always haunting. Even to those who don't believe in the spiritual, places of unforeseen incidents are always tainted. Not by the concept of death, after all, a graveyard, a monument to the dead, has a certain calm serenity to it. A glimpse of order to the jumbled, unanswered chaos of existence. Neat rows of headstones recording birth, death and notable attributes. You know there's dead in there and yet people walk their dogs through it or visit their lost loved ones. But at the sight of a surprise death, there's no order. Just a sickly reminder that a like-minded, thinking, feeling human being was wiped from existence in the blink of an eye. All their plans, hopes, aspirations, relations and memories gone up in smoke, erased but not gone, leaving a scar on all that knew them. Natural disasters and accidents always struck a certain reverie in me. 
That could have been me, I think, when I see a news report on a nearby gas leak, carbon monoxide pouring into the lungs of the helpless, unaware sleeping victim, unaware that they will never wake again. And yet it's a simple fix for a boiler, a minute, unnoticed issue, a small nick in a pipe that causes so much grief, trauma and shock. That could have been me. A mantra of the faithless. I used to believe that God had a plan. He would protect me and shelter me from the sudden pain the universe could deliver. But this chaos... Well... I don't know what to believe anymore. Weird, isn't it? So far out in the country, so isolated, so far from the bustling city, I couldn't help but share her sentiment. It was weird. I had always viewed these natural disasters and lethal accidents through a lens, like the tunnel vision of the media. Seeing the results firsthand felt like stepping into the Polaroid. The veil of being a bystander was lifted and I had willingly entered. Standing here, I could easily picture the survivors clawing their way out through the scar in the ground, coughing and spluttering for gasps of sweet, precious air. Their companions, not so lucky. The North Shore Iron Mine was located in a wide basin, miles into unoccupied rural countryside. There was little remains of the previous mining effort, save for a few rusted tools that lay abandoned. The entrance to the mine was marked by rotted wooden beams surrounding a carved opening in the basin wall. There were several, but one stood out the most. Its carefully carved opening had been torn asunder like an open wound. Deep, gnarled cracks ran up the rocky surfaces like bulging veins. Ironic, isn't it, that death makes a place feel so alive? That's the one, isn't it? Seems so. How did people do it? Go in there day after day? I don't know. Nerves of steel, I guess. Do you have the flashlights? Yep. This cheap piece of crap better not break on me again. James? Yeah? The bodies were never found, were they? Not according to the news. Oh, goody. You ready? Yeah. Give me a second. All right. Okay. Let's go. Watch your head, it gets real low here. Okay. I shone the light down the tunnel, seeing only more cramped passengers. They snaked through the caverns, threatening to go deeper, like the earth was trying to swallow us whole. A rasping breeze blew through the caverns, whistling through the claustrophobic walls like the ragged inhales of a punctured lung. Each twisted passage linked to several more, and finding our way was becoming increasingly frustrating. Oh, God. I can't crawl through that. What if I get stuck? Hey, hey. I'll go through first. I'm a big guy. If I don't get stuck, you'll be fine, okay? I know this won't help, Abigail, but I need you to calm down. We're not too flush for oxygen as it is. Sorry. Just give me a minute to just... Okay, okay. Wait here. I'll go on ahead. I made it. It's quite a large cavern on this side. Okay. I'll come through in a minute. Large was a small white lie. 
Compared to the shoulder-width passage we had been in, this was a breath of fresh air. This looks kind of familiar. Is that it? I held the Polaroid up to the chaotic pile of rubble ahead of me. I wasn't quite standing where the photographer had been, but the match was uncanny. The rocks had been undisturbed for 70 years, and the mass grave behind was likely the same story. So if the shot was here, then he must have been... Oh, it was unmistakable. Carved into the wall with a sharp metal implement, perhaps a railroad spike or a pickaxe, was the same rune, identical to its pairs in Porum. Took your time, Abby. You really need to slow your breathing or you're gonna faint. Abigail? <clears throat> It's this way, and yeah, that's the. Okay, I think it's a left here. Okay, this looks familiar, and I keep going this way, right? Oh, oh, oh my head! Oh, thank God you're up. How are you feeling? Woozy. What happened? A, a small collapse. A rock hit you on the head. I saw the flash of your camera, and then I heard you talking. Then, then the sound of rocks moving. I crawled under to get you, and God, I am never going into a mine again. Did you? Did you drag me out? Yeah, you weigh a ton. Thank God you found us. How are you two doing back there? What? Sorry, I didn't catch your name. He saw our car while hiking and came in to help. He helped me drag you out. Am I delirious? Oh, well, you did hit your head hard. But who helped me? Him! Abby, there's no one here. What? Wait, what? Abigail, we need to get back to Porham. Fast. I think... What did he look like? He was tall, dark hair. Did you stop the car? No, I've been driving non-stop since we left the iron mines. Oh, fuck. Or maybe he jumped out. Is, is his briefcase still there? No, you would have heard him jump out, right? Did you have your music up? No. Did he talk much? No, I, I did most of the talking, I think. I've heard about this. Look, we need to get back to Porham fast. What's happening, James? I don't know. I just... We, we need to get back to safety and be around people. I, I think you just met a... Uh, a what? I don't know. I've got a signal. Thank the Lord. All right. Just drive carefully. Okay. Get back to Porham. Bye. No, James. Stay with me. Please. Don't touch your bandage. Where am I? We're in North Shore Hospital. We arrived late last night. You've been in and out of consciousness. What do you remember? Um, you had stopped to catch your breath. I crawled under a small passage and found a cave-in. Okay, uh, anything else? I remember seeing the rune. Wait. Yes, I got a photo of it. Look, it perfectly matches the others. Okay, well, I've got news. Okay. My algorithm came back. I think that... Answer it. I'll get you a drink. Mr Hunter speaking. James, good to hear from you. I've got news. Everyone seems to have news. Whoever said no news is good news, eh? I sent your runic symbols off to various experts. Most said it was gibberish, but one scholar who specialised in ancient rituals spotted something. <laughs> oh? Yes. 
By themselves, the symbols are mostly gibberish, with some similarities to various runes of other cultures, but together they form a sentence of sorts, like the symbols carved around a summoning circle. Pagans believed that they added up, or equated, these divine answers. Okay. I'm a little confused. Don't worry, it gets simpler. The runes that you have there were unknown to myself because I only study pre-existing runes and symbols. The rune you have there is new, uh, in the sense that whoever carved it created it. But it isn't gibberish. Whoever did it knew sacred geometry and ancient symbology and knew it well enough to create an actual sentence. To create their own curse, if you will. Is that possible? Well, all these curses and symbols had to be created at some point in time and used enough that they became uniform. And would it work? Of course not. It's supernatural nonsense. Of course. But hypothetically speaking, if this stuff was real, what would the curse do? Well, it's similar to the Traveller's Curse. It translates roughly to walk heavy, see chains, in a sense. But the weight means a moral weight, guilt, and the chains implies imprisonment. So, a guilty person is cursed by the rune and imprisoned. The sea part, I presume, links to the display of imagery. Lots of ancient cultures believed in the power of an image, namely cave drawings and paintings. Oh, <clears throat> wow. Well, whilst you're indulging in hypotheticals, would destroying the rune free those who were imprisoned? Well, they aren't imprisoned within the rune. Rather, the rune is representative of a gateway. A gateway to where? I'm afraid I don't know. So some runic carver believes that they're trapping people in images? So it seems. Sorry I couldn't offer more insight there. Well, thank you anyway. My pleasure. I'll catch you later. Maybe for a beer sometime. Good news? Sort of. You said you had some news of your own? Yes. My algorithm came back positive. Really? Yes. Most of the names on the notepad refer to people in the journalism industry. In fact, all of them have published articles on natural disasters, severe accidents and lethal incidents. All of them predate 1952. I had to do some calling around and get this. All the photos used for the headline articles were sold by a freelance photographer. Seems like they were the first ones on the scene. Did you get a name? Names. All of them were different. None of them came back with anything positive. So aliases. So it seems. But it gets weirder. I plotted out all the articles from 1920 to 1952 and look. It's a direct line. All over England. Yep. And it ends in... Porham. Yeah. Abigail, I... In the car, you were talking to somebody else. Someone who... I think you need more rest. Just sign here, sir. Okay. And done. How are you feeling? Much better, thank you. Ah, oh, brilliant. Well, your friend is waiting for you downstairs. Thank you. What the... Excuse me, nurse. Yes? Where did you get this photograph? Oh, it was donated. I think it was a charity thing for the families of the miners lost in the accident. Do you mind if I look at it? At the back of it? Sure. And there it was, clear as day. The same runes, symbols and sigils from the pier, the mine and the core photo. There were more than must be, spread across the country, trapping wanderers. Do you mind if I put some music on? I wouldn't if you played real music, not that instrumental car crash. It's not that bad. It is when you've got a splitting headache. 
And you can't blame this one on hangovers? Maybe a cumulative one. What? Nothing. How far are we? A few miles now. Good. I'll sleep easier knowing I'm far away from there. Yeah. It's just a shame we couldn't help Mrs. Core more. She seemed so fragile. That's the reality of the job. On the rare chance there's an answer, there's really a solution. Not one I know of, at least. So if these guilt traps are real, why her daughter? Charlotte said her daughter always felt guilty when her parents argued, like it was her fault. They had their biggest argument yet and she ran away. And Dr Robson? Robson had been subject of some allegations about plagiarism in the past. He was acquitted of them. So this kind of confirms that the allegations were true? Well, maybe it's just the feeling of guilt. Lucy felt guilty about her parents fighting. Doesn't mean she actually caused the fight. Let's just not jump to conclusions. I guess. But what about the other photos? I'm going to call the other newspaper companies. See if they know what happened to the originals. And the photographer? Dead from old age, most likely. Although if he travelled a lot, this could have been his. What's that? A necklace of St Christopher. A protective charm for those who travel. I found it stuck behind a panel of a bedside table as if it slipped down there. Huh. Well, so maybe he lost it then, or left in a hurry after the pier burn. And fell victim to his own curse. Did you have that on when we went into the iron mine? Yeah, in my pocket, I think. Hmm. What? Nothing. Just thinking I'm going to get myself one of those. A few weeks had passed since the incident in Porham, but my sleep habits never got better. My hair stood on end whenever I left the church, and the feeling that I was being watched never quite left the pit of my stomach. I went to grab some food from the corner store and swore I saw in the reflection of a window someone following me. Tall, dark hair, small case in hand. But when I turned to face him, nothing. But I could just be seeing things. After all, I'm barely sleeping a wink, not without the aid of whiskey at least. Abigail's algorithm gave us a list of local newspapers, and even some of the larger papers. We reached out, asking for original photos of disasters at the appropriate time. Many of them didn't have substantial records, and several of the papers barely existed anymore in any capacity. It took some time, but one original photograph was forwarded to us from a Sussex paper. It showed a bleak sky over a collapsed bridge. Rescue services had just arrived on site to provide aid, and in the distance, stranded on the remains of the bridge amidst the chaos, were a handful of confused individuals dressed in unmatched attire from across the century. The same symbol accompanied by the same runes were emblazoned on the back. Walk heavy, display chains. Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter and Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin. Also featuring Sharon Williams, Megan Condon, Alice Ryan, Charles Topping. Narration by David Anthony Green. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. 
Audio engineering by Benton Hodges, Charles Topping and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next terrifying chapter of Haunted, the audio drama. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.